You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keene-Jones. Our show is edited and produced by Brother Chris. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website, are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, y'all, and welcome to this episode of the For All Show, the voice of the urban geek, the podcast that discusses deep culture from the perspective of people of color. And back in the spaceship tonight, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, aka Lightwork Yagami, Blartbent, Buzz Ouchia. Method Mansplaining, Meat Mill House, A-Bay Baymax. Big Dick Grayson Energy, gotta bring it back as we end the summer here in the spaceship on the 4 All Nerd Show. Your boy, DJ Ben, I mean, I think I said that before, but I'm back. And sitting in the co-chair. Tired, McTired. Tired, McTired. Uh, this is Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Lambo Calrissian, Chance the Parappa, T'Challa Bread, Sean, John, Luke Picard, J Prince of All Saints, and Father Stretch My Bands. Did you throw in Baptist Ameriba? I didn't do it this week. I've nah. been doing it every week. I know. It's a, it's a legendary Luke, AKA already. Well, we save it. We got to save it for some people. <laughs> yes, and shout outs. I am back here, but last week, Janicia F of Queen with T. Of T with Queen and J. T with Queen and J. Yeah, I got it right the second yes, time. Yes, yes. Yes, of T with Queen and J fame, held down the spaceship alongside Yo Mike Brown. Of You Good with. Of you of the You Good podcast. With Mike Brown. With Mike Brown. The, the full, <laughs> the full My man, make sure you know his name. You Good with Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah, so it's like Yo Mike Brown of <laughs> You Good podcast. Yes. With Mike Brown. Yes. Yes. They were both co captains last week and they did a admirable job i have to say like hats off to y'all it was a really great episode that, that was an episode that you know i was really happy that i could actually just sit back and enjoy mm. you know for once you know it felt it's always interesting to me to hear you don't enjoy the episodes you're on i know but i'm in the creation you know it's like once okay. you see how the sausage is made the sausage don't taste the same okay hey yo <laughs> <laughs> just in case <laughs> okay but yeah like i was saying <laughs> You know, once somebody slaps the salami in your face. Oh, my God. We're not. How many minutes are in the show? One minute. I'm back, baby. I'm back. <laughs> um, Yeah, but no, shout out to them. They did, I mean, amazing job. Janisha's 
tipped off the show with yes. the fire and the heat. Yes. She had like I love what she was saying about how we are sometimes too quick to attack black spaces in reference to Afropunk, mm. which I actually talked to her on Twitter about that because I was feeling was she referencing when I actually saw people quoting that line on Twitter. Oh. I thought she was referencing our friend Dave Chappelle. Oh no, she was referencing her Afropunk. Her After I listened, yeah, yeah. I understood oh, that. Oh, you mean that man? Oh. Yeah, because you know, and so I asked her on Twitter this week. You know how do, how does she feel about it? Yeah, because I mean, I'll be honest. I thought the backlash to this special was a little much. At least in the you know in the Twitter sphere right. because like you I was did? in Twitter sphere you really think Twitter is a bit much Twitter is always on a bit much this is quite true but so. I saw people who I respect and love you know friends of the show and they were like yo if you like that show unfollow me and I was like whoa listen everybody's entitled to their opinion and I didn't un- I mean we I are in an age and and I will preface this by saying I have not seen the special yet okay. Uh, I don't know if I will see the special, but I have yep. not seen it yet, yet being very tentative. We are in an age where and a uh, uh, general social platform where people are going to say their piece and in your words, be be extra about it because now they can. And now that they have an audience of people who are going to listen. So. I know you said that you had people who you love and respect who said, yo, if you like that, or did they say if you watch it, if you like this, stop just unfollowing Yeah, basically, me? you know, if, yeah. Like if you fuck with it. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, that's within their right. I think yep. that's a very, first, not true, because that's not, there's no nuance in that type of of statement. And when I say there's no nuance in that type of statement, I'm not saying that people aren't, how do I express this? People are at the stage where they're not taking any more mess anymore. Mm. If they feel like you represent the 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 negativity, if you represent homophobia, if you mm-hmm. represent uh, racism, if you represent anything of that sort, people are at the point now where they're not going to entertain, or they say that they're not going to entertain it anymore. And while I think that's fine, I also think a lot of it is performative, particularly on platforms like Twitter where people say, well, if, for example, if you eat Chick-fil-A, I don't fuck with you no more because it's whole I'm like, okay, that's cool. However, is, you know, your friends next to you eating Chick-fil-A too? So does that, like, does that mean they're canceled or does that mean everything's over for that person? Does that mean you, there's no nuance there whatsoever? Or is all of that out the window? That's why I'm just like, are you just saying things for the retweets and the likes and the comments? Or do you really feel this way? And then if you really feel this way, then be about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people say things for the retweets and comments. And Janicia directed me to another friend of our sh- uh, the show, Rodimus Prime, his episode this week with Say That Again, his partner. And they spoke at length on it. Rodimus went on for a good hour, I would say, about the special itself and about this culture we're living in, this cancel culture, and how comedy has moved from this thing where it was about doing comedy for the people in the room to now where you're doing comedy and it becomes for a lot of people who weren't in the room at that time. And so people will take one line that you said in a whole 60-minute act and be like, but you said this, and take it out of context or whatever, or just not taking in the same emotion as being in there watching you perform. Mm. And Rodman said, I I don't even want to like break down too much on this Chappelle special because... I really want everyone to go listen to Rodimus Prime's episode because he really 
just said everything I felt needed to be said. He talked about a lot about how people, how hate gets you more love on social media than love. And if you're hating, attention. you're going to get more attention mm-hmm. than if you're loving on things. And I've experienced that all the time because I went into flipping a new leaf on my social media where I just want to talk positive and talk about things that I love. And it doesn't get near the same reaction as when I used to go off on people. <laughs> like when I used to go off on people, everybody, oh, look at Ben going off again. Da-da-da. Or Ben's rants today, you know. Da-da-da. And now it's like, oh. Well, one thing I'm not going to be doing, I'm not going to be defending Dave Chappelle because Dave Chappelle does not need defending. No. He's his own person, his own platform. Yeah. I'm not going to to go after people who did watch it or or felt like it was a they loved it. I don't give a fuck. That's you. Mm-hmm. I have my views on things that he said that that I know of that he yep. said, you know, I, whether I disagree or agree is more it's more disagree than anything. And my thing is, I will be vocal about why something is wrong or why somebody needs education on it. I'm not particularly for this Dave Chappelle stuff like I'm that's I'm just leaving that over there yeah. because he's doing this thing for entertainment. He's doing this thing for money and whether and, and I think some people just are putting too much energy into him like he's baiting a lot of these people in the first place and Dave Chappelle has shown a lot of people who he was a long time ago yep. so the people who are continuing to be upset about it I understand mm-hmm. I also want you to know that he's doing this on purpose and when you put his name on social media for the most part it's just feeding into his bank account cuz Netflix knows that he's not getting enough negative attention where they're going to be like okay Dave you got to go they know that mainly no matter how much social media you know his name is trending it's like i said it's not enough negative where they're going to cancel him or take off his, the rest of his contract whatever it is because they know that people are watching but that's what that's yeah. the the folks that are as you say the people who say if you like that block me now that's what they hope they hope that Netflix yeah. will, will, it'll be a swell of people very angry upset about it. and they go oh we, we you know we give Dave Chappelle the boot yeah I just can't see that happening because it, it may it may yeah. not but I think that's also why people are vocal because now that before like you said they may not have been a situation where you can they can hear like Netflix like right now you can at Netflix mm-hmm. and say something and yep. if enough people agree with you or, or amplify it Netflix will take notice and may or may not react but they will take notice yes. and I and, and it's that nuance that has changed the game for a lot of people mm-hmm. but no like I said Rodimus Prime really broke it down he talked a lot about how even on Dave's special this is not one of my favorite ones like out of these four that he's done this is probably I don't know, my least favorite. I think the first one I wasn't really feeling either. But some of these shits have been genius. Like Equanimity or the one, those two that came together. He did this whole thing where everything tied around to a joke he told you to punchline in the very beginning. That's fucking amazing. As a student of comedy, I was blown away by that one. But this one is more just reacting to what people said. And I sometimes think that he might be saying things to troll people. He's absolutely, and that's what I just, like, that's my yeah. other point. He's absolutely doing things. And I think people. that a lot of the attention people give him is just feeding into that and helping him, you know, in whatever weird, whatever way. Now, speaking of trolling, do you think that what Scarlett Johansson has been saying is, you know. She's just in, listen. <laughs> Black Widow is coming out. Miss Decidious Tree of the... <laughs> She's a deciduous tree. Do you know what a deciduous tree is? If, if that's the one that changes colors? Yeah. <laughs> wow. 
She's a tree. Because wow. remember, she said that she if she could, she'll play any animal, any tree, anything. anything. Everyone should be allowed to play anything. Anything is possible. Uh, well, Scarlett Johansson of the the Great Forest, she talk, spoke to Hollywood Reporter, and she had some comments. I, I I read the whole article. You did? Yes. Okay, so you can express some of the things she said. I know there's one big one, but if you like to express what yeah, she said. Yeah, the, the big one that she said that, once again, people are going off about today was she, I, one thing she did mention, she took first before she said the big one that everyone's mad about. She talked about her whole thing about being able to play anything, and she said it straight up. She was like, look, I shouldn't be talking anymore on this subject. There are people who are far more qualified to talk about it than I am. Let them speak. Let them have a microphone, which I commend her for because she's realized I've said enough dumb shit in my life, and it's time to be quiet. Then she decides to say that I love Woody Allen. I'll support him. I'll work with him at any time. I believe him. I don't think he molested every, you know, right? He, he's not really been accused of molesting multiple people. I, I guess if multiple people mean people in his own family. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know yeah, how I don't know. many yeah, people. I don't know how many. I know it's happened. I, when I say well, it's happened, allegedly. I know that people have, when I say happened, yeah. I'm talking about people have said that this has happened. Yes. That, that has been around since I was a child. Yes. So somebody is telling the truth. Like, I, listen. Listen, Scarlett should have kept her mouth shut, period, okay? And for her to sit there and say, first of all, she was already, as, as everyone say, canceled. I, I, first of all, I, I'm so tired of saying, of using that term, canceled, right. just period. But she was already canceled for all the dumb shit she's been saying. But we all gonna go and see Black Widow. And then she adds... I already told you I wasn't fucking feeling that from jump, so let's 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 bring that back I'll around. I'll be there. <laughs> For her to be like, I believe him. Nig- wasn't she part of, or is she supposed to be part of Times Up and all this other stuff? And she not remember? only that, she was one of the founding so, members. So of how Me does Too. she negate all of that by saying, "Well, I believe him and I like friend. to work with him." <laughs> Why do you believe you like to work because that's your friend, or that's my friend. where are you? Where is this coming from? And. I think it's my, how do I explain this? I think it's my overpowering confusion with her yes. that prevents me from critically thinking about what she's saying. Because like, when I say critically thinking, I mean really sitting there going through the pros and cons and trying to understand you just don't what's give, happening. You put her in that she's, same Dave Chappelle. She's, get over there. She's <sighs> tired of it. I don't know what to do with her. Yeah, that, Yeah, you done with it. I guess I'm done with it. Yeah, I, guess like, that's yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know what to make of her. I already don't lightweight don't like her. Yeah. And maybe we're heavyweight now, but I just don't know what to do with her. For me it's the worst because like I used to think, you know, Starla was a hottie, you know, I've liked her as an actress, uh Lost in Translations, my joint. You know, so she's always been cool to me. Mm-hmm. And then it was like she just opened her mouth. I mean, I remember when she did Tennis Match. That uh I think it's not called Tennis Match. That's the movie she did with Woody Allen, uh Match Point. It's a. It's one of his better seen, movies. Like I haven't seen shit with Woody Allen. Yeah, well, I mean Woody Allen. Like when he was on, was on. Woody Allen was a mother man. Like he's a dope ass filmmaker. Mm-hmm. Now whether see that's the thing. Like okay, I'm taking away, you know, his personal life. I say as a filmmaker, he is extremely dope. Then we go back to this whole conversation we keep having about separating the art from the artist. Yes, and is that even possible? Ah. Uh, 
And how is that possible for someone who, as since we have to use a legal term, allegedly did yeah. all this stuff? How do you separate that? Well, that's the thing. Me personally, for the most part, I separate art from artists because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to play like 90% of the music I listen to. You know, I I wouldn't be able to watch 90% of the films I watch. Hollywood in general, as you know, we got some other news coming out today, is so messed up and so problematic on so many levels. For us to enjoy anything that it produces, you know, we're kind of going along with a lot of these things. Like, we're accepting that these things happen in Hollywood, and we're like, well, we turn a blind eye to it, but then we get mad when it's someone like Woody Allen. You know, but we turn a blind eye to it a lot of the other times. First of all, Woody Allen was had a blind eye turned to him. So you, I don't like using that term either, but for years. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? He's been, until this day, he's been rocking pretty much uninhibited. Well, now, no, Amazon won't distribute his movies anymore. Yeah, since anymore. 2018. Yeah. How long has this man been in the game? 40 years? 30 years? Yep. So, but, but once again, like, it's it's all accusations. You know, that's the thing. It's like we live in this day and age where it's like everyone can voice their opinion and everyone can be like, oh, this dude's canceled, that dude's canceled. But it's still accusation. Now, me personally, I don't trust Woody Allen because Woody Allen has continued to make these movies where it's this old man loving a young woman. So it's like it, it kind of, you know, if that's your art that you're making, that's kind of weird when you're also being an old man being accused of, you know, molesting younger women. It's almost like you're daring people, to, mm. or you, not even people, you're daring authorities to come at you. And, like, like, you know what you, allegedly, you know what you did, and then you say, oh, I'm going to make a film about it, basically. Like, it, what, it, are you, what are you getting it's at? It's like R. Kelly calling himself the Pied Piper. <sighs> like, yeah. the hiding in plain sight. So like, that shit is weak. Like, I, I'm not a fan, okay? At the end of the day, not a fan of Scarlett. Never really have been. Not a fan of Willie Allen. Don't fuck with him. So that's where I am in the in the situation. So you're not going to see Black Widow. I really don't want to. I might just have to read the cliff notes. <laughs> like I know that the only reason why I have the hesitation is because this is part of our job. Yep. We we watch Marvel movies and talk about it. I mean, and not just Marvel, but you guys know what I mean. At the same day, like I don't. I don't care for her. I told y'all, I told y'all since last year I was not fucking with the Black Widow movie and nothing has changed. Actually, something has changed. This makes me want, I want to see it even more. Damn. <laughs> That's all the thing that's changed. But the, the end result is still the same. Do I want to? Am I hype? Do I care for it? Nah. Am I going to find out about it eventually? Have to see it? Probably. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not paying for it. How about that? Do you think that this should be the first time the Marvel doesn't have a number one hit? No. Mm. I think anything that's Marvel branded will be number one. I think I think no matter unless it can't last forever. Oh uh, when you're in Monopoly, forever. a lot of stuff can last for a really long time and forever may be relative. Yeah, but Disney is like Disney doesn't have number one hits what every it, time. You sure? They don't. There's a lot of their movies that don't go number one. I'm not one. talking about Disney, we're talking about Marvel. Marvel though. so far, yeah. It's a, it's a unblemished streak. But nothing no i mean one there's not a producer there's not a company there's not in the history of hollywood like kevin fahey is pulled off something that no one else correct so what makes you think the juice is over or the? i don't the think sauce it's over yet over. the sauce is, is dry but like, i think that what? black widow could be there like if that's not if that makes number one they're good 
Because Eternals, I think they'll be able to market enough to get number one on that one. And when you say number one, you just mean first at the box office. Yeah, you I mean just number mean one that money. week. Yeah, that no, that's what matters to them. They've had a streak of they've never dropped a movie that didn't go number one at the box office okay. first weekend, and usually maintain that for at least two or three weeks. I think because it's a Marvel movie, it's going to make. You think it's going to make money? Like so, it's just. And again, this the reason why I asked about that question about number one is because mm-hmm. I'm just like, you mean just by numbers? I don't know what the numbers are going to do. That's the yeah. only thing I would say that I I don't think it it, it ain't going to make endgame numbers. It ain't going to make <laughs> no. it ain't going to make Far um, from home. legendary numbers. No. But I know it's going to make numbers. And yeah. depending on what even depending on what its competitors are, whatever it drops. I still think it's going to be number one. It's a Marvel movie because also if there's any, if there's even an inkling of a tease about any other Avengers characters or anybody that someone knows or may see in it from any of the stories, the books, there's going to be an additional hype to it. People are going to see it just to say, oh, I heard... And I'm not saying this is happening. I'm just throwing in a name. I heard Red Skull going to appear in it. Like, somebody might... That might pull up a contingent of people who's going... That might be a contingent of people who'll be like, I will pull up for that. Mm -hmm. Like... I, I, th- I think it's going to make the money regardless. I'm a Black Widow fan as a character. I don't feel like she's been done well the in the The character's films. great. The yeah. character yeah. And, the, and the animation and the stories, I thought that's fire. Yep. I don't like the live version action, uh, the so live far. action version of her. Like, but I'm nah. hoping that this movie you know, does something with her that hasn't been done in the umpteen movies that she's been in so far. I guess. I mean, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what happens on this episode. Because right now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with more of the show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor. And when I'm not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast. And when we aren't doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to Four Hour Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one third of the Friend Zone. And when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to Four All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, aka Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world, hip-hop culture. I'm watching for all nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm looking to for all of us. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second. I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to for all nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Anne Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to Four All Nerds.
what's up, y'all? And welcome back to this episode of the For All Nerd Show. And thank you very much to everyone who has been supporting us. We are coming down. You know, it's now winding down the summer. We're headed into the fall and winter seasons. Yeah, it hurts. Just the summer's been really nice, and you know, I've been enjoying the weather. <laughs> Got my beautiful tan on. But yeah, we're gonna have you know some things going on, some changes as we head into the end of the year. For those following us on Twitter at For All Nerds, you've already seen us discussing some of these changes upcoming. You know, I saw some people worry like, "Oh my God, y'all gonna do something to the show that we love?" And no, uh, it's never that serious, you know. But we do need to retool. We've re-figure. changed the show many, multiple times. Multiple times over the years. Yes, so. but we're just trying to get a little more focused. You know, we'd like to know more about what y'all want from the show. We might run some polls in the next few weeks. So make sure you're following us at For All Nerds. And for everyone over on Patreon.com slash For All Nerds, I know we've been neglecting y'all. You know, I'm just to keep it buck. It's, you know, it's been the end of summer. You know, it's been a lot of going on, a lot of drinking, you know, a lot of other things. <laughs> you know, a lot of drinking. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't really drink like that, but... I have been. <laughs> No, I don't really do it like that, except for the the the, the yeah, rare times I'm on the show. On the show, lit up, lit. Yeah, but yeah. that doesn't happen often. Um, no, it's it's really because we've been trying to figure out an approach that makes sense for the show, that makes yes. sense for the patrons, and give you guys something that's valuable versus doing the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Facts. So that's so, what it really is. All the patrons out there, patreon.com slash for all nerds, please let us know what is that bonus stuff that y'all would like. You know, if you're not a patron yet, let us know what would make you become one. Because that's something that we need to know as well, honestly. Yeah. And we're going to be retooling the Patreon as well. Um, mm-hmm. there, there will be the barriers to entry. I know there was, at first it was a little bit open, then we the barriers to entry got a little higher in terms of becoming a patron. We're going to lower those barriers. Yep. So that it's much easier for everyone to be a part of the, the fan fam, if you will. And we just want to make sure that we, again, like Ben, I mean, saying that I know a lot of people have already given their feedback at the same time. We want to make sure that we really hear from everyone about what you want, what is important to you. What can we provide you that you can't get anywhere else? Mm-hmm. Because like me and Tatiana, we sit in this spaceship every week. We do the show. You know, we know we've had some fire interviews. We know we're pretty highly entertaining ourselves, but... We still don't know, you know, I don't, I'll be honest, from my perspective, I don't know why people listen to other than, you know, they like us and they enjoy what we talk about. And we've brought, you know, we've done some dope stuff. I know that much. But I don't, you don't know, know why it, people listen to you. Not, nah, not exactly. Like, I was even telling you about this. <laughs> he said not exactly. Um, I, was on, I was on Twitch TV slash For All Nerds, and there's been some growth over there. Thank you to everyone following over there. Twitch TV, twitch.tv slash For All Nerds. Yes. And I was rocking one night. And these uh, young women were on there, and they're like, oh, man, somebody's got a great voice on tonight. You know, they got the smooth radio voice. And I knew they were talking about me. about you. Yeah. But after that, I just clammed up. Because... (laughs) (laughs) How could you? I was like, thank you. And then I just went quiet for the rest of the match. You're supposed to perform. I know, but it's like, I'm... Okay. You know, I can do it in the space with you and everything, but it's it's difficult for me in other places. You don't think people listen to us because we have expertise? You don't think people listen to us? because we have balanced opinions typically. You don't think people listen to us because we have a discourse that is both respect, respectful 
and open enough where we're able to learn new things, teach new things, and and better understand the world around us as it relates to geek and pop culture. Uh, that's, that's your answer. That's pretty well put right there. I know. Yeah, well done. That's why I'm here. And uh, speaking <laughs> of retooling the show, a lot of people have been asking us what is up with our friend, uh, co-host Jeff J. Says... And, you know, as you've seen, the, the spaceship is a rotating type of thing. You know, me and Tatiana have been pretty much here since the beginning, mm-hmm. but others have come and gone. We still support them in their journeys and their missions. You know, D. Chico, Leo, Jeff J., Jamie Rigetti. God damn, we got too many fallen soldiers out here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's not, that ain't no, even half of them. That's no, the worst part. There's so many more. Well, no, those were the only quote-unquote official host everyone there's always been first of all there's always been a rotating third seat anyway so that's always been the case but like the the ones that were the mainstays are the three that you mentioned yep and so jeff j you know for the time being is moving on to other things he has his own show now working with the stars network doing an after show for power for everybody watching power Plus, you know, a million other projects. So mm-hmm. we wish him well in everything he's doing. Shout out to Jeff J. Make sure y'all following him at Jeff J. Says. And, you know, we're going to keep on bringing you this heat. As Tatiana already said, what we do, expertise, all those other things <laughs> that I'm not going to listen. He can't repeat that. Yeah. He can't remember I, what I, I said. I, I know there's something about balanced opinions, and we're going to see how balanced our opinions are usually, right now. Usually pretty balanced, unless, like I said, I just don't fuck with Scarlett Johnson. Uh, ooh, um, yeah, but, um, well, you know, we're going to see how balanced our opinions are right now because popping off on the internet today, thank you to once again to our Twitter, at For All Nerds, because the retweets is going crazy over there. Bad Boys for Life trailer dropped. I'm I'm hearing now that this is just a teaser. You know, that shit was like five minutes long. <laughs> it, was, it was specifically like two minutes, 38 seconds, yeah. but it felt long. And they said this girl. is a teaser now, but so okay. that's not even a real trailer. Okay, girl, teaser. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I hate the marketing industry. Like, somebody told me the other day they got an email about a press release. Like, it was an email telling them that the press release was coming. <laughs> <laughs> it was a press release for a press, press release. release. <laughs> yeah. like, hey, maybe it was highly anticipated press release. I don't know. I remember like in the rap game when they started having like the street single and then your pop single and your teaser single all before like you get, you know, like the real single. What do you mean? The versions of the same song? No, no. These would be like different songs. Like, you know, mm. Lil Wayne would have his like, like let's say uh, he had the Amelie. Okay. You know, and then he'd have Lollipop. Okay. You know, and so he'd have like, it's like, they're, and it got so weird. But that it's, makes sense because there's different markets that they're trying yeah, to target. Yeah, but it was like back in the day, you just had one song, you know, and it was like, <laughs> and, and that song just All y'all album. niggas got to listen to the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pop niggas, y'all listen to this. Yeah, you Pop know. niggas, y'all listen to this. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay. nah, I'm going to make it for y'all, I'm going to make it for all. But all right, back to this. This is not, I don't know. I don't know what version of the, this is the first thing we've seen <laughs> from the movie, though, basically, right? Yes. Yeah, this is the first time we've seen any footage from the movie. Um... Look, there, there was a lot of positive reaction from our Twitter fan, from the fan fam. I am not one of them. I'll say it off the bat. <laughs> I enjoyed the first two bad boys. You know, they're not some movies that I really go back and revisit like that. I liked them for their time. You know, when I was okay. in the theater, I watched them. They're, you know, they're great. They have their moments. Uh, Dan Marino getting cursed out and him stealing his car. Classic, you know. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've. Remember yeah. either bad boys. I, like, I believe it. I was 
younger yeah. and that's just was not my priority no. nor was I maybe the target demographic nah, I don't think so <laughs> yeah so I I mean I remember bits and pieces the funny thing is like in between our age I think the target demographic is somewhere in, in there between, in yeah there? because <laughs> it's like I grew up on Will that's my dog I was never the biggest Martin fan like I like him but I was you never you wasn't a Martin TV no, fan no I wasn't yeah I know I mean by the time I was watching Martin it was in syndication but it's like one of the things like I don't like the struggle of Martin. That was my thing, you know. I like I never liked struggle shows, struggle black people shows. Like Good Times, never been my Martin joint. Wasn't struggling. I mean, they, their apartment was a little weak, but they wasn't struggling. He wasn't struggling, struggling, struggling. But I, I I felt like his relationship was struggle with Gina. Like it was all this. I think it was a real relationship. I feel well like, until until we well, started hearing about Martin. When I say real, I mean yeah, why Martin ain't canceled? Listen, that was a different. <laughs> that was a different time. So we just forget when did it happen. When did it happen? It was a different time. It so was, the platform just... wasn't. No, no, no. I'm okay. not saying it's right. Okay. I'm just letting you know why. But no, when I say real relationships, I'm talking about in the context of those characters. That was a real relationship. Yep. They had good times and bad times. I mean, it was pretty real. Martin was a stalker in real life and on the show. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> allegedly, once again. Another allegedly. story that I don't fully know, and that's another thing to. to also answer on, on top of it being a different time to also answer why you said why Martin get canceled because that's a whole different generation. I know Gina's a whole generation. Bounce. People have no idea what that what that is what occurred. I don't even know the full story of either. what happened. So and, and again, that's not to say it's okay. I, I legit don't know. I just know that Gina was ready to bounce from that show and they had a hard time even finishing. Really? Like Martin? Yeah. God damn. Yeah, because it was ugly between them two. Damn. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. You give me all this new information, and, and I can't retroactively cancel the stuff. Like, what do you? It's I don't know, man. But, I don't know. Nothing works. Everybody's trash. <laughs> like, I, how many times have I said it? How many times have I said it? if you're gonna start, you know, not lo- watching people because of their personal life, you're gonna have to cut off a lot of people. But uh, after personal life, this just didn't do it for me. Like, I okay. The second one, both of the first, both of them are Michael Bay directed, right? The first two are both Michael Bay directed. Okay. This was like before yeah. Michael Bay. This is like when he like Bad Boys Two is like peak Michael Bay. Was Gabrielle Bay. Union two? She's in both. Oh, she's right? in, she was in both. Only in the second one. Okay. okay, she's definitely in the second one. She ain't returning for this one, which is. But she's not returning for a good reason. She's re- it's it's her, and I'm sorry that I forgot the other actor's name. But it's she's gonna be on the TV spinoff. I've heard that didn't go past the pilot stage. Oh, it's already. Yeah, uh, it's already, I think that's a rapsty. It's already I've, done. I've heard they're like trying to, to ship it around, shop it around. I thought. Yeah, you might want to do some Googles real quick. Oh. But I've heard that that ain't going nowhere fast. What? And I, and I don't think that wasn't the reason why she was in the movie. That don't make no sense though. I think there's other reasons why she ain't in the movie. I don't. No, like I don't. What? Want, I don't know. I don't want to speculate. You know, I'm not but, sure why. But then you just said there's other reasons. Like what? Well, I I know it ain't because of that pilot that ain't getting made. <laughs> I'm, I'll say that much. But like the second one is like Pete Michael Bay. Like it's all the explosions. It's all that. There's so many people getting shot in the face. It's it was- overly violent to me. I enjoyed it for its moment, the woo size and all that. I know. I know I'm gonna get torn apart because everyone who loved it so much and, but. I don't know. And then my other problem with it right now in 2019, it's really weird to see Will Smith playing a cop and in the trailer he says, oh, yeah, you know I shot a bunch of people. Like, that's just tough, you know. It, it, and I get it because I grew up on movies like Commando, like Terminator, like all these movies where people are just getting shot left and right. Die Hard. But in Die Hard, you know, the terrorists attack the building and Bruce Willis shoots them up. Okay, so just to, just to, <laughs> oh, my God. This quick detour about this 
Gabrielle Union show called LA's Finest. It starred starred I don't even know I should I should use past tense, I guess. Yeah. It starred her and Jessica Alba and I didn't even realize it already. Oh damn, had I a, love Jessica. It had a full season. Wait, no, it didn't. I, <laughs> no, no, I think you're reading that wrong. <laughs> no damn way. <laughs> okay, I am on Google right now. I Googled LA's Finest, yep. American Drama Series. And what pops us is the overview, which shows me pictures of her and, and, and Jessica Alba and all their promo. Yep. You go over to Cash, it shows her and Jessica Alba and everybody else. Aired? And you click on episodes, and it says from. Let's scroll down. May 13th was the pilot through June 17th. Oh, 13 snap. episodes. And I know the cat who worked on that. So it happened already. Wow. <laughs> yeah, because I know the showrunner, there was a big accident on that show when he lost his leg. Really? Yeah. That's, well, well, I, I'm so sorry about that. That's, yeah. that's scary. And also, just looking at the percentages here, we have a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb mm. and a 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. No. Yes. It's renewed for I'm season reading. two? I am not speculating. I am reading, though. What? Oh, it was on Spectrum? What is Spectrum? <laughs> See? This is what I'm talking about. Like... <laughs> Sorry. I'm sorry, Gabrielle. I saw you in the airport one time and you looked amazing. I'll say that right now. Oh I'll try, try and make up for, you know, the ridiculous trashing of your show we just did. What? Spectrum, though? Um, it says it's being renewed for a second season by Spectrum Originals. Yeah. This was back in June. Oh, this is June 14th. Yeah. Despite the 13-episode first season being largely panned by critics <laughs> and enduring a major onset accident that you Yeah, man. That um, was, yeah. Yeah. I I had no idea. Though. I had no idea, y'all. I'm so sorry. Like I I we're usually really good. Like we 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 get y'all in the mix real early on I a lot of stuff. I heard that joint got but canceled. But this one was way underground. <laughs> I swore I heard that joint got canceled. I apologize, y'all. Well. Well. Um. Yeah. So as far as Bad Boys Three, Bad Boys for Life. I don't like we said we don't know if we're the target demographic. Like I said, I grew up on Will. But by Bad Boys 2, I was kind of like, okay, this is getting a little long in the tooth. And right now, I get it. They're even doing the jokes. You know, Martin needs some glasses. And he's like, oh, this is like HD. I, and just, I just think it's way past prime. Yes. Like, who, again, not to say that people aren't interested. Clearly, they're, and, and really, most of this feedback, at least I saw on our Twitter timeline, was that everyone, there were a lot of people were excited about it. It was mostly positive. And they were younger than both of us. Right. So it was mostly positive. So I know that it, it, it may do okay. And I know that there's clearly an audience for it. Yep. In my head, I'm just, you know, I, I think it's cool. And I was like, oh, okay, this is what's up. That something came out of it. All right. I also am thinking in my head, like, well, what is the story going to be about? Because what? shooting people. But when I think about it, one and two never really had a, did it really have a storyline? Yeah, especially like in two. Isn't Martin like kind of retired in that one too again already? I've, he was kind of already like I'm I'm too old for this, this shit, shit already, yeah. and now he's like doubly too old for this shit. <laughs> like triply, <laughs> triply, quadruply. What's uh, Spaceballs? Ludicrously too old for this shit. <laughs> Ludicrous speed, go! <laughs> We've gone plaid. Yeah, that only like five people listening to the show got that reference. How can you not? Yeah, and then and I know someone's gonna tell me, "Hey, Tati, you know Spaceballs is is or the guy 
what's his face who was involved in Spaceballs is problematic too. Mel Brooks? Yes. We canceling Mel Brooks now? No, I'm just saying. I, I was I was just prefacing my next statement. You, you know about You Mel- should watch Spaceballs. Spaceballs is a classic. <laughs> classic. And then someone's going to say, well, you know Tatiana. And you know what? Fuck it. You, I've seen it a million times. And if you tell me something new, well, shit. I can't, I can't take away the fact that I've seen it a million times. Have we, we distrust Milkshake Duck on this show before, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You explained that to me. I was just like, what? So I don't think the people listening will 100% know, but I... Okay, well, Milkshake Duck refers to the phenomenon. It was a meme on the internet where it's like, everyone loves the duck. Everyone loves Milkshake Duck, the duck who's drinking a milkshake. Five minutes later, we regret to inform you that the duck is a racist. <laughs> it's just how the internet works and what Tatiana is referring to, because somebody's now going to tell me that Mel Brooks is problematic, which is going to hurt my soul if y'all do, because Mel Brooks is a comedic genius, my G. I mean, just straight up and down one of the greatest of all time. But, <sighs> yeah, bad boys for life. Um <laughs> Yeah, let's move on to our next segment. You know, something I'm much more excited about than that film. And then watch, you know, next next week we're going to get that, like, would you like to have Will Smith on your show? And, and then they're going to go listen to this and be like, maybe we won't have Will Smith on your show. <laughs> like I said, I didn't say anything bad about it. I just said I don't know what's going on. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand what the story is about, what could be about. And, and, and Martin Lawrence is mad old. I don't know. He is. What? Okay, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah. Oh well. Am I lying? Yeah, yeah. I didn't say nothing about the man's appearance and other way. Not, not just. Still funny. Just you know, you know, getting up there. We all are. Slowly but surely, folks. <laughs> You know? <laughs> Tatiana's an ageist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. Being like Dave Chappelle and Scarlett Johansson. Cancel for all nerds. You do, though. You do like Charlotte. I do. Mm. 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 That voice, though. I can't lie. What? Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> she dating Colin Joss now, though. Like It's so like, uh Colin Jost from SNL? Yes. Oh. Yeah. My man, you know. Good for you, Colin. Yeah, good, good for you, Colin. You porcelain Ken doll. According to, <laughs> according to Leslie Jones. Yes, according to Leslie Jones. All right, folks, this show has been random enough, so let's, you know, get it Jesus. together with one of my favorite segments. The guac is extra. The geek when we ask questions, the guac is extra, where we answer any and all questions, um, you know, pretty much anything that y'all want to talk about personal related geek related it don't matter hit us up contact at for all nerds or hit us on the twitters at for all nerds the instagrams at for all nerds everywhere on the internet at for all nerds make sure you hit subscribe follow on all those different places and what do we have up first tonight the first question comes from ria c they write, with a lot of dope animated shows being out right now, like Craig of the Creek, She-Ra, Young Justice, Infinity Train, and Steven Universe, do you think y'all would ever want to work in that medium? Also, why do you think these shows have started difficult conversations about self-reflection and normalizing queerness? For example, on Craig of the Creek, Craig's older cousin casually mentions that she has a girlfriend, and the and also on Steven Universe, the trouble Steven has with coming to grips on how he identifies through most of the series. Thanks for the amazing show and for the Hobbs and Shaw giveaway prizes. You are most welcome for the prizes. Um, and thanks to everyone who participated in that. Hope you enjoyed your prizes as well. 
let's work from the top. The first question was, would you ever want to work in the, the animated medium? You damn yes. right. You damn right. Hell to the yes. Yeah. Whether as a writer, uh, I know Ben Ami wants to do voice acting. Yep. I, I would be interested, but I also think my voice is annoying. But someone was like, well, People shit. Love it. it could be an annoying character then. I don't know, but... Listen, I would love to be in animation. I've grown up on animation, and animation has largely informed a lot of the things that I like in this mm-hmm. world. So, uh, Craig of the Creek and Steven Universe included. So, yep. I, yes, absolutely. I called a random episode of Craig of the Creek, and it blew me away. I was like, yo, what is this that I'm watching? <laughs> and this show is dope. It's a good show. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and they also, and Rhea also mentioned she Young Justice. Uh, I'm not clear on Infinity Train. Infinity Train? That's what it says. Uh, I, I don't to Google that one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I so... just finished uh, Young Justice Season 3, though. Okay. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty solid. I, Ooh. I, I, you know, it's solid, but it I don't know. I think when Young Justice Season 1 and 2 came out, it was just so ill and so different for its time. Do you think it didn't live up to the first two seasons? How do you, and also remember, there was a big hiatus. Yeah, so that's what I mean. I think it's like... Between. It, it kind of feels like Bad Boys 3. Like, ooh, you know, ooh, you gon' get hate for that. I mean, not that, yeah, but I ain't seen Bad Boys Three. So I almost said not that bad, Baby. but I ain't seen that movie. Yet. Yeah, no, I I enjoyed Young Justice season three, and I can't wait for season four. But at the same time, I wasn't like, oh my god, at the end of it, you know, I was more like, okay, that's fair. That's, that's that was good, you know, that was good and solid. Had its great moments. There's one episode in particular where they didn't wear costumes for the whole episode that I thought was brilliant. So they did have its moments oh. where it was like, you know, brilliantly done. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. And uh, yes, I actually, uh, I talked yeah. about being a voice actor on Twitter. Yeah. And I actually got a few voice actors telling me some tips, oh. you know, on what to do. And I actually got someone who has a YouTube cartoon who uh, I may be playing the role of the villain. Are you serious? I can't see. The thing is, I laugh immediately because Ben and his corny voices he be doing. Like, I'm just trying to figure out how you got to. Are you gonna see? See when he start doing that muhaha stuff, like I just be dying. Like this man is crazy. But yep, I'm gonna figure it excuse out. Excuse me, let me talk very crazy. This man is on some other eccentric. shit. Eccentric. He's eccentric. Yeah, um, I always said that I want to get rich enough so I can stop being called crazy and be called eccentric. You're you know, eccentric billionaire. Yeah, just, you know, because when you broke, you crazy. But when you rich, you eccentric. Ah. <laughs> like, like, like my man said once when they talk about like Jamie Foxx being single at like 55. You know however old he is, because he's rich. It's like, oh, he's just living his life. You know, he just, you know, he's just a, he's still a young man. You know, just exploring. But if you were 55 and broke. <laughs> and single? Oh no! It's Yo, like, you are the worst trash of all. This episode is a mess. Being rich, like, excludes you from so much things. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, as we see. But uh, like making sense. No, for management for doesn't exclude you from being black. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, Just it, why? It excludes Starter Johansson from having to make sense, but <sighs> no, <laughs> white supremacy. <laughs> has done that for yeah. her. But, but being rich adds on to that. You know? Correct. Because if you were broke, you know, you, right. you can't, nobody cares either. That's the other thing. If you're broke and you say that shit, people are like, so? <laughs> <laughs> so, that's... A- I like Woody Allen. Nigga, you broke. I don't care. <laughs> it's also good. Okay. Anyway, moving on to the rest of the question. <laughs> The rest of the question was also, why do you think these shows have started these difficult conversations about self-reflection and normalizing normalizing queerness? So, that's very, I don't want to say simple, but the blanket 
mm-hmm. answer is because times have changed. Yeah. Because first of all, the viewership of the shows themselves are largely uh, uh, involve queer people. The people creators were, of these shows. The creators of the show are finally queer people. They are speaking to queer people, mm-hmm. and therefore, or, or they're speaking on behalf of that. Uh, they're centering. They're, they're able one to center that their own experiences, their own lives. Talk about that through the stories that they tell, and thusly, you get this uh, uh, microcosm of shows that are able to explore this. And I welcome that because these are things that you. I don't want to say 10 years, because this has been around 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago. I don't recall anything where they were able to explore this that, that freely, where they were able to explore queerness that freely. They may have been able to explore self-identity or self-reflection, but I don't know about like being able to say, oh, I might be bi or, oh, I might be trans. Like, 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 like I don't I don't know. Not any, in a cartoon, I doubt it. In a cartoon? It. Yeah, I doubt it. Maybe Gargoyles, but they got pretty adult. No, I'm not sure if they ever went wasn't talking about that. Yeah. Gargoyles wouldn't talk about sexuality. It, Stuff no. like Robotech was always ill to me, but... Sexuality I, or identity or anything like that, like... See, stuff like Robotech was always ill and so forward to me, and I didn't even get it until I was way later. Like, because they show an interracial relationship. It's like right. a major part of the show, but it's never acted upon like it's something different. But when you see it but as a kid, that's, you know, that's it's like... interracial stuff, like... yeah. In terms of queerness, like, nah. I well, that just proves further my point that we're in a time where finally the creators have gotten this platform to speak about it. And now you, and, and obviously you are in a place where people have much more access. And finally these stories that are being told that people can now have access to and respond to they respond by watching they respond by talking online and they respond by talking to each other about it they were like they respond by supporting the shows so i think that's definitely it and also we also have to be truthful that it's also part of capitalism there are as you can see every every year during pride month what happens all of a sudden these companies that don't say a peep about the LGBTQIA community, now all of a sudden they got rainbows everywhere. So some of it, to certain degrees, is about just the money. I almost bought the Nike uh, Pride joints this year. But you probably bought because you like the sneakers. Yeah, it was you fire. And, you, and you're always advocating. Like yes. It's not like you decided, uh, you you signed it, signed it, signed it, then here come June, uh, <laughs> time to buy something. Like, that's not, whereas if all these other companies, that is exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Don't say a peep, don't, don't, support don't do nothing and then all of a sudden get them dollars yep no i'm always you know down for whatever y'all do anyone does in the privacy you know or not in the privacy if you do that freaky you know you can do it whatever i don't give a shit because i really think it's wild and i remember i've i think i really this coalesced in my head when i was talking to brian fuller one day name drop and i was just like um it's going to be so crazy when people look back on the day and be like yo that person was judged because of who they were fucking you know, it's so wild to me that we live in this society where that is such an issue. Like, the person who you fuck, like, you know, if you fuck the dude today, now you're gay, you know, or, or now you're bi. You know, it's like, or you're whatever, you know, you're whatever label people want to put on you. And that shit is so wild. Like, it's mm-hmm. just sexuality. And, like, the idea of sexuality as being something fluid is something that I think that we're going to grow into as we 
and you know, hopefully, if humanity lasts that long, as we grow as At a species, this point we are going right into the ground, man. But, but not know. just sexuality, also identity as well. Yeah, that's a big thing that that throws everybody off for some reason. But hey, it's so wild to me because it's like to me, it's like if somebody's like, "Yo, I identify as blue man from space." I'm going to be like, yo, what up, blue man from space? Like, it's not that serious to just say whatever people choose to identify themselves as. Like, what life about is... Rachel Dolezal? <laughs> because I, I have to put that out to you, and I'm the reason why I'm challenging you is because a lot of people do that example That's on of blue her. Man. A lot of people do that example of I'm the blue guy yeah. from space. Because, but but it's, it doesn't have any nuance or it doesn't pull in the real life okay. implications of people who, for example, are trans. Yes. So that that's why I but think But what I'm saying is people who are trans, like if they say I identify as this, I'm going to say that is fine. You keep on identifying as that. Like, I, they're like, I want you to use these pronouns. Okay. I'm going to use those pronouns okay. because you asked me to. Okay. If Rachel Dolezal identifies as black, I'm going to say, hey, Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say, hey, black woman, because I wouldn't say that to anyone. And I'm going to say, Rachel, when you get pulled out of that fucking car, they're going to call you a white woman. You know, that's my, always my thing, because we live in America and there's a whole, you know, there's a lot to it. But as far as what she chooses to identify herself by, she can live in whatever world just like anyone can. If they want to say, yo, I'm black in my. St-. The reality ain't, you know, the reality. I'm just, I'm just making faces. Like y'all can't see me. I'm just making faces, listening to him. But go ahead. <laughs> like, do we ever see? That's, oh, that's a, yeah. I feel you. That's a, it's such a nuanced thing because then certain people will be like, well, Ben, you say her reality ain't a black woman, and I say this person over here isn't really a woman because they're trans. You know, I don't agree with that. Me personally, you know, but I can see how people can take that argument and use it like that. It's a lot of false equivalence in that yeah. argument, but, but again, that's another argument for another day. Oh, a whole another argument, but you know, uh, Rachel Dolezal can do whatever she want to do. Well, anyway, that it was a very good question. my life. That was a very good question, yeah. Rhea. Thank you for that. Yep. The next question comes from Ron S. Ron writes, hey, fan fam, about two years ago, I started taking pictures at local conventions here in Kansas City where I live. There is only one convention a year here. But they cut back on photography passes after someone was harassing the talent. I want to continue taking pictures at conventions, but my resources are limited. Do you have any advice? Mm. Here's out of Kansas. No. <laughs> are there other <laughs> events where you can do photography? And the reason why I, I, I explain it as that is because you can potentially parlay the stuff you've done with other groups to be able to give you a vehicle to get into other conventions and this is what I mean say for example I don't know MTV got some stuff going on down there For All Nerds got some stuff going on down there one day some sports team got some stuff going on down stuff going on down there one day and all of these different events you're out there taking pictures not only are you taking pictures you are networking with these people you are asking them to be a part of other events that they may be putting together, convention-related or not. And through that, perhaps one of those people will say, hey, I'm producing something, or hey, I'm going to New York Comic Con, and I need some photographers to come with me, mm-hmm. and I'll be able to pay for you. So the I think in the situations where there's a limit towards exactly what you want, see if there's anything that's similar or related that can get you closer to it, that can give you support towards where you want to be so again 
I think that if you become more involved in general in events in your city and start learning and meeting people, that will be your way in because those people will have connections, which will have connections, which will have connections. But you have to be out there. You have to be very much in the mix. You have to be, as they say here in New York, mixy. You got to be very mixy and, and, and ready to be a part of whatever the event is. And then with the with the understanding that you're driving towards your goal of being part of these conventions, because I would imagine that if you like really, really like it, like you say you like it, you don't just want to do Kansas City convention. Again, you may want to go to San Diego Comic Con. You may want to go to Emerald City Con. You may want to come to New York Comic Con. But the only way towards that path, you can't do it directly, is you you have to use what you can, which is networking and support from others. Oh, and the Internet. Yes. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was to add on to what you're saying. I would also suggest, like, create your own. Like, okay, if there's only one geek convention in Kansas City and you can't get a press pass to it, go anyway. You know? Oh, yeah. yeah go anyway. Meet the cosplayers. If, if, if it's one of those situations where I seriously doubt it that they won't let anyone but press take pictures, because I, I I've never heard of that in Unicon. So buy a ticket, go, take pictures, meet these cosplayers. And it may be Kansas City. I don't know how big it is out there. I don't know how big the cosplay scene is. But like, let's say there's a P, I'm sure there's a POC cosplay scene. See about gathering them up. Maybe have a night at a bar or something where they just come out yeah. and dress up. You know, see if you can link up with a group that's already there that might already do these type of yeah. events. And then you can just take whatever pictures you need. Or once again, like you were saying, you could even, you know, like go meet someone and be like, hey, do you need pictures for a portfolio? I want to take pictures of cosplayers. Then they come, y'all meet up somewhere, they come in their outfit, you give them the pictures, you get pictures for your portfolio, do an equal exchange right there. Yeah. And that will help you build up this portfolio, build your nest of contacts so that eventually right. you can go to these other cons. And, and I, I don't know about you, but I've also seen this in the idea that this person, is, this person who asked this question is just starting out. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know where you are in your career as a photographer. I don't know how advanced you already are. Yep. But I still think everything that we're saying can be applied in some way, shape, or form. And, in fact, you could take a sprinkle of what I said, sprinkle what Ben says, put it together, and you can find yourself a path to get to where you need to be. Yep. But keep going, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, keep uh, going, Ron S. I will say, and I'm not sure, quite sure if I was with For All Nerds yet, Fan Bros at the time, but the first time I went to Comic-Con, I effectively behaved like I was press, even though I was regular, degular, just convention goer. I was asking for interviews and getting them. I was taking pictures. I was doing the videos. I was chatting up with people for it, and at the time for my personal blog. So as Ben Amin said, like, just because... You aren't quote unquote official. Does that mean you can't still go out there and ask the questions? And even if you are official, as even up to last year at a certain con that we attended, oh. as official people, we still had to be mixy yeah. and do a little hustle and make a little moves to get some of the content that y'all saw. And, you know, none's the wiser. Yo, <laughs> the things we've done Yo. to get you guys Yo, content. I will never get over that. And I'm not going to tell you what we did because I plan to do it again this year right? and next year <laughs> and every year the and anywhere else done. I go. But, oh, my God, I'm just telling y'all, be ready. Always see, you know, keep your eyes open. Look for opportunities. And if there's a space, jump your ass in it and act like you're supposed to be there. Yeah. Um. Oh, definitely. Fine. Fine. 
hit up the blur communities online. You never know who else is in your same shoes as you, and, mm-hmm. and you can find a lot of support there. Yep. Uh, next question comes from Tia B, a.k.a. Jungle Brothers Grimm, a.k.a. Upgrade Soul to Soul. I just finished Ezra Clayton Daniels' second graphic novel, Bottom Feeders, which is about gentrification told as a horror story. Interesting concept, crazy graphics. I'm glad, though, that I read Upgrade Soul first. Like me, I'm sure you all witnessed gentrification completely change DC. Yes. When I finished, I wonder if I could ever be it if gentrification could ever be a good thing. And I want to know your thoughts. Can gentrification gentrification be a good thing for people? A, I mean, I guess we do answer any and everything. And Tia B is a Patreon. So at patreon.com slash for all nerds. So, you know, I saw how you put that on me last week that I'm the only one who has to answer no. the question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I said, oh, we will. No, what no, I said. No, what, no, yeah. no let, me, let me say it again. <laughs> what I said was we will always ask the questions. We have to. Yes. Tatiana may not answer each but ben one. Will. But Ben will. <laughs> that's, that's what I said. Yeah, that's what you said. That's what I said you said. Thank you for repeating it. I just wanted to repeat it to your face. Because, you know, I ain't going to change up. It's because you're here. I ain't going to change up. Um, so I guess I got to answer. No, I'm going to answer too, but go ahead. I, I was just telling, I was down in Houston last week, and I was telling uh, some friends who I grew up with, and shout out to my brother Ashley Higgins, who is going through some stuff health-related, but he's pulling mm-hmm. through. That man is a soldier, and he's dropping, like, so much knowledge. Man gained so much insight from this trip he's been through. We got to have him on the show soon, but I just want to shout you out, bro. You know, we love you out here. And I I was telling Ashley and his mom that I feel like I'm this curse, because wherever I go, that bitch gets gentrified. Like... (laughs) I moved to D.C., that hoe got gentrified. Gentrification man. Yeah. <laughs> I moved to Bed-Stuy, that hoe got gentrified. They trying to get my own hood, third ward, trade ward, Beyonce's own happy birthday, bae. Beyonce's own hood. Uh, they are trying. They damn this to gentrify right now. I just think you have bad timing. That's I do. That, that's, bad that's, timing. that's what Mrs. Higgins said. Well, she said it ain't my fault. if it makes you feel any better... When I when I was at Howard, that's the start of the gentrification of DC and the, and the surrounding area mm-hmm. around Howard, like the Joint Park and all this other stuff. And Howard, for for those who came up in the like like the real Howard mid, uh, no no no, I was <laughs> <laughs> if you came up in the mid. 2000s like oh, yeah, that wasn't if you came up I guess the first let's say this if you came up in the first decade of the 2000s through yep. Howard up through 2010 mm-hmm. I graduated in 2009 up and through 2010 you it's completely you unrecognizable change, yeah. it's completely unrecognizable yeah. like the the stuff that you remember none no. of that is there uh, there's like U Street U Street's a completely different place there's a Warby Parker over there Georgia Ave right in front of Howard I don't know what Warby Parker but is it's a, it's a glasses spot where you can do like customized glass okay see what I so, mean <laughs> that's that rich man's that I don't know about I'm broke. Point is <laughs> but, but, but the question was is gentrification a good thing <laughs> I don't know it's so I don't know. Like, the good like, is a very subjective word. Yeah, but like I tell people, right, when I moved into Brooklyn uh, into Bed-Stuy, I won't give out my address, but on the corner, when I moved there 10 years ago, dude got shot broad daylight, 12 o'clock afternoon, dead. At Howard? No, this oh. is Brooklyn. Oh, you mean that's where you live? Okay. Yeah, okay, where okay. I live in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a crepe shop on my corner. You know, so it's like, do I prefer higher rent and not getting shot? 
well, you know, or, or, you know, versus not getting shot. Well, let's look at the dictionary. Crepes are okay? delicious. Let's look at the dictionary and see exa- and express exactly what gentrification means according to the dictionary. Yep. Gentrification is the process of renovating and improving a house or district so that it conforms to middle class taste. The underlying subscript of that says the process of making a person activity more refined or polite. So these are very loaded. First yeah, of all, super. these are that second these, one is first so of all, these are this is loaded language. <laughs> second definition is like uh, uh, Marriers, Marriers, or whoever's dictionary this is. That's very loaded language wow. to use because just at least when I think justification, I think the pushing out of brown Savages. and black people. Okay, yeah. so f- to say something, right, so to say something like <laughs> polite or conform, I'm just like, oh, so we're savages? Yeah. Like, what are you trying to say? Secondly, it says conform to middle class taste. When a large group of people who were there to fucking begin with are not middle class, what is the good part about justification? There is none. No. If you are middle class and you seemingly will benefit from all that, it might, you said, it might seem good to you that instead of home homeboy getting shot at, at noon, you get a crepe. Sure. But at what cost? Yes. Because my, even my neighborhood is changing so much and there's like a lot of different people coming in and it's weird sometimes. And then like they're talking about Juve this year over at, um, on Eastern Parkway. On Eastern Parkway got shut down because of all the... You may get shut down every year. Yeah, but now it's like getting, like, slowly but surely, they're just, like, eliminating it, you know? And that's whack. You know, that's what I mean. Like, that... I remember, okay, a woman moved onto our block uh, two summers ago, and she was immediately complaining about the block party when we had our block party because, you know, every block in Brooklyn wants to summer. Brooklyn, has- block parties is synonymous with Brooklyn. Yeah. It's, so what the fuck? It's, it's synonymous in, with many boroughs in yeah, New York. Yeah, and your block, it, it happens once a summer. You know, each block does their little party and she was all mad that day. Who? A gentrifier? A colonizer? Oh, oh, a colonizer. Full-blown colonizer. And so my neighbor, who's been in his house for over 20-some years, went over to her and was like, this is what we do. You either deal with it or not. And she moved out that fall. Bye. Yeah, no worries. You know, it was like, all right, you got to go. So, yeah, I... Dip to the dip. Yeah, T, I think that's a very loaded one. It's very tough. Um, It hurts me to see DC as it is now. It's so different than when I was there. The flavor is just not the same. I feel like Brooklyn's flavor ain't the same. Brooklyn's flavor hasn't been the same for But a then long at time. the same time, I remember that flavor. Uh, that flavor was rough. But some people say at the same time, it was rough and I like my target. No, yeah. Some see, people that's what I'm say saying. that. Yeah, people I don't, say yeah, that. straight up and down. Like, I, I, you know, I like both sides of new versus, it's tough. It's a tough one. But you can also say that because you can benefit from it. What about the people who cannot yes, benefit from it? Yes, that's what I'm it? saying. And not all the time could I benefit. I was right. kicked out of D.C., Mm-hmm. When they they raised when that the, happened, yeah, they raised the price on my house and they sold my house for uh, damn near a million dollars. I was and renting, and be there no more. Yeah, I was renting at the time, and I was, and they sold it to somebody who didn't want to rent anymore. And mm. they they gave us an offer, you know, to buy it, but I wasn't paying a million for that trash. So like, you feel like you've been on both sides of the coin. Yeah, and so I had to move to Maryland. It sucked, you know, because I was loving living in D.C. and I was out in the sticks. Hyattsville, D.C. is just as expensive as New York. So, so ridiculous, too, for nothing. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's a there's a plain answer or straight answer for that. Yeah, it, it it depends on what side of the coin you sit on, and also it's it's a lot of nuance for black and brown people who are are primarily affected by things like gentrification. So, I, it's that's a hard 
question in general. That's wild. I'm going to have to check out these books by Ezra Clayton Daniels, though, Upgrade Soul and Bottom Feeders, because I actually had an idea for a script about gentrification as a horror movie. So Really? Yeah. That's hilarious. Nice. All right, this is this one more question. Oh, okay. This is the last question. This comes from Love 85 on IG. They write, with me being a black military member, of the Air Force, I've always wondered if someone would make another black military movie. We've had recent movies like Red Tails. Shout out to Chico Leo. That is his joint. He loves Red Tails like loves that? Loves it. Yes. Shouts out to Mac Wiles, formerly known as Tristan Wiles. His, his character always made me cry. Oh, he's in Red Tails? Yeah. I don't know if I've seen Red Tails. <laughs> After I said his name, you was just like, wait, who's in that movie? Yeah. I, I, is that, that's not the Spike Lee joint, is it? I'm listen. Yeah. You you asking too many questions yeah. about red tails. But okay. let me let me finish the question. Finish the question. Then, and, yeah. and while I'm, while I'm looking for the question, you can Google who's in that. Yep. Uh, or who made it. But I would. Uh, so she says I. We've had recent movies like Red Tails, but I would love something different. Maybe something about lesser known units like the Harlem Hellfighters. Also, would you guys even want something like that? Okay. Well, uh, Red Tails was directed by Anthony Hemingway. And starred Terrence Howard and Cuba Gooding Jr. I remember them being in it. Man. I've literally only saw Red Tails one and one time only. Oh, no, it's produced by Lucasfilm. That's what it is. It's George Lucas sustained it. He'd been wanting to do all the Oh, that time. was his hand out to the blacks? George Lucas is so weird. Like, he really loves black people and then also hates Does them. It? Yeah, it's... Who said it, that? I mean, he's married to a black woman. He was, okay. you know... he That doesn't... He did Red Tails. Okay. But then... Jar Jar Binks, you know, he's, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's like he's so weird. Like, I never know what side he's really on, you know. It was Cuba Gooden Jr., Terrence Howard, Nate Which Parker. Like, you're looking at, looking at Cuba and Terrence in a poster ne- now. Right. It's so different from looking at it's them so in 2012. Now, yeah. yeah, like. Neo, Tristan Wiles, known, Neo known now. Himself? Yeah, known by Mac Wiles. Yeah, he was in there. He was singing his ass off from there, as usual. Of course. Um, yeah. David Oyelowo was in there. I didn't realize that until wow. just now. Uh, Elijah Kelly, Michael B. Jordan, didn't realize that for some reason. Wow. Method Man was in there. Leslie Odom Jr. <laughs> Andre Royal, <laughs> like damn, pretty much like it was I a feel lot like of I've notable. Seen this and don't it was like any of these the most famous it. black people of 2012 well, was yeah. in there. <laughs> the black not black people, but black men of 2012 was in there. Um, Mm, interesting. But anyway, the question was, do we want to see more of that? Yes. I need to know these stories because a lot of these stories, besides Tuskegee Airmen, I don't personally, like, I can't tell you something off the top of my head about black people, black men or black women or black people in the military. Like, I can't give you a lot of stories about it because I don't know. That's not to say that I can't go and seek it, but I would love to have a Hollywood blockbuster film about, for example, the black woman who served during World War II or World War One or wherever they actually let us serve. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know about that. Uh, so I would, I would be game. I have like an ancestor uh, who was like a double agent and I want to say like the Civil War or what? something. Yeah, my dad has put me on to him. I, I gotta, I'll find out his name. Wait, and let double, y'all know. double agents in the sense that they was fighting for the South. He he was fighting for the North, but he was working as a spy double agent where they thought he was fighting for the South. This man was living a hard. But who was he really like, working oh, for? The North. He was black. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I know there was some, you know. Yeah, no, but not for my family. Okay. You know, nah, nah, nah. I come from a family of, you know, wild of heroes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know about heroes. Like you say, I come from a family of heroes like Jamie Lannister. 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, somebody was saying that I, I said something about Jamie like he was a sucker. You did. But Jamie, I mean, look, Jamie was a sucker. That does not mean he wasn't the hero of the story. Okay. Yeah. You know, but he did, you know. And We're not getting started on that. Yep. Jamie Lannister is still <laughs> the hero of the story. And to answer the question, yes, I would like to see more of that. Even though, I mean, I thank you for your service. I also, you know, yes, question. I mean, I have, you know, once again, Ashley's older brother. He's uh, my best friend, Andrew. He's also a military man. My dad was military. So I have high respect for the military. It's also one of those things like watching black cop movies. You know, it has to be done very well because military, you know, in service of America's imperialism throughout history has been a messed up thing. Mm -hmm. So it has to be done very well. But, yes, I would like to see those stories told. And. And I also, I, I never heard of the Harlem Hellfighters prior to reading this question. Yep. And just quickly, the Harlem Hellfighters was an infantry regiment mm-hmm. of the New York Army National Guard during World War One and Two, and the regiment consisted mainly of African-Americans, though it included a number of Puerto Ricans as well. It was known as being one of the first African-American regiments to serve with the American Expeditionary Forces during World War One. Nice. Um... And before the 15th Regiment, before that regiment, also before the Harlem Hellfighters, any African-American that wanted to fight in the war had to enlist in the French or Canadian armies. Mm-hmm. I knew about that. So, I, like, like I said, like, that's amazing to me. Like, I, I would love to learn more about that. I would love to learn about the history that they continuously bury. So, yep. yeah, let's do it. Yeah, the Harlem Hellfighters were actually featured in the last Call of Duty game. The one that was just like Call of Duty, just Call of Duty. When they went back to World War One, mm. yeah, the Harlem Hellfighters were featured in that. Like, really? I, yeah, because and this is wild. Once again, shows you how marketing is. But when you went into the GameStop on Notion, they had a bid thing at a Harlem Hellfighter, and it was like, if you pre-order, you get to play as the Harlem Hellfighters. Really? I doubt they were selling that, you know, in Manhattan, but on Nostrand, they were definitely like, play as the Harlem Hellfires. <laughs> we know what y'all the Negroes The blacks run. live here. Let's yes. advertise to them. <laughs> Just like I remember talking with Combat Jack, and he was talking about how the game, that same GameStop on Fulton never had Recipes Combat, never had a midnight release. Like, you had to go to best, you had to go yeah. to ones in Manhattan. And I was like, nah, bro, they had NBA. NBA, like, 2K17. Oh, and he was like, yo, God. of course, they gonna have the NBA release there. They <laughs> like, like to play basketball. Yes. Give them basketball. <laughs> anyway. Negroes! <laughs> Capitalism is insanity. But anyway, um, thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for your questions. We we love to answer your questions. And despite my, my, my petty response last week, I do like to answer these questions as well. Please, if you have, you want to ask us about geek and pop culture, if you want to ask us about gentrification or whatever else is on your mind, please hit us up. Contact at 4 if you want a little bit more space or some privacy so you don't want the whole timeline to see uh, why you're why you're forming your question. Otherwise, you can also hit us up on our socials at 4 Hit us up on the Twitters and the IGs, especially when we do that big geekly ask questions post. And also, as, as we always say every single week, if you are a patron, you are guaranteed read a guac question if you're on a certain tier all you got to do is send us a note at any point you can email us y'all know our email addresses if you don't is right on our socials if you don't know what our socials is our socials is our name dj ben amin and tatiana king and that's how you get in touch with us and thank you guys so much for your guac 
Word up. Thank you, as always, for sending in those questions. And we've been, I mean, we failed miserably so far in naming somebody's child. Jesus. But I'd like to do some more personal stuff. You know, people got some real personal things. You know, we're good at advice. You know, we give good advice for the most part. I believe so. I believe so. So, you know, we'd like to get into some more personal things, geek-related or not. But if it's personal and geek-related, that'd be a double whammy that we'd like over here. Just like the the question about photography at the conventions. That was perfect. So, yeah, we need some more like that. But thank you to everyone who has been sending in those questions. And now, folks, it is time for one of the biggest. Well, it's not really that big, but, you know, it's just. Yeah, it's been a lot of weird references this episode. Um, I told you, I said it. I said it thirty minutes ago. This episode's a mess. (laughs) Like, better be come back and shit's just off the rails. Somebody had this great gif of this wild ass wrestler. And they oh were, yeah, and that, they were like, this wrestler that that did, first of all did like this. Um, what did he do? What did he do? Because I didn't I didn't get to watch he the video yet. He didn't do yet. a dive bomb. What did he do? He did like a flip. He did some type of flip onto a group of other wrestlers with his hand still in his pocket the whole time. <laughs> like he didn't do a power bomb. I don't know what this man did, but he basically just flipped over the top rope, landed on like six other dudes, hands in his pocket the whole time, landed on his like rolled out of it, and landed on his feet, up, yeah. hands still. In his pockets, like it's, it's. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, that's people what were I mean. saying that's how I'm coming back to the show. And oh I, shit, I, I that's guess, him. I guess I did. I guess yeah. I lived up to that. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, here I am. And since I'm back, and like I said, not one of the biggest, but one of the most monumental of all time, comics. I copped. That's right. It's comics. I copped the section where we talk about all the comics that we're copping. If you're buying, reading. Any comic books out there, please use that hashtag Comics I Copped. That's C O P P E D. Comics I Copped. Let us know what you're reading, what you're looking at, what you're buying, anything. And um, first of all, you know, you thank y'all for mentioning it last week, y'all. It's a weekly thing. House of X, Powers of X from Marvel. Yes. Jonathan Hickman and crew. Just phenomenal. The late- I'm once issue behind. I know you're. I know you're because the latest issue just dropped today. Uh, also, because when I went last week to try to get the issues, like get some extra issues for Ben, they was just like, "Nah, we only got issue one." I and said, so, "What?" And so you're 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 two behind now. Yeah, Cause, yeah. House yeah, of because yeah, because House of X four dropped this week and House of X three. Uh, dropped last week because right now it went Powers of X for two issues and then right. House of X for two issues, right. which is really good because House of X three last week was a super cliffhanger that I can't say anything about because you haven't read it yet. Jeez. This issue resolves. And also, other people haven't read. Yeah, this issue resolves the cliffhanger. Mad dark shit is happening in this book right now. Like a lot of people <laughs> caught bad ones. I'll just say that. I mean, serious bad ones in House of X four. Bad ones where you're like, yo, wait. Why is this happening? And once again, we're going back to that same image in the first issue of Xavier and these plant pod X-Men that has still not been explained. Yeah. But I don't like it. I'm I'm, I'm feeling there's some, trust it. there's a lot more to that scene now, especially with this latest issue, because people are catching bad ones. People who I know are gonna be alive in five months. Oh yeah. Yeah. These people are definitely so this it, is Marvel. It's weird though what's going on, but another excellent issue. If you're not reading this book, you need to be House of X, Powers of Ten. They're, you know, two concurrent series. They're coming out weekly. They're redefining the X-Men. And there's now six weeks left, or there's now five more weeks left, I think, because this is the 11, the seventh week. So it is going down right now. If you're not reading these books, you really need to be reading them because they're phenomenal. Um, also out this week, Die Number 7 from Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. 
dope, dope book. If you're not reading Die, you should be. The shit is selling out everywhere, so a lot of people are obviously reading it. It's really crazy how this book is doing. Like, issue six went to second printing, and that just does not happen. Like, when a book is on its sixth and seventh and eighth issues, and it's still going to second and third printings. What about the, the what did we just, what did I just purchase for you? Yeah. Yeah, Once in Future. Didn't even really get. I still haven't read it yet. yet. I still haven't read it yet. The the first issue is out, and I think the second printing dropped this week already. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Once in Future is Karen Gillan's new book, and it's now been upgraded to a long-form series. It was just to be a six-issue miniseries, but because it's selling out like crazy now, he's just trying to keep on going. And ending this week... (laughs) Oh, man, this hurts. (laughs) This week, as we speak, it's already out. I read it last week because I got a preview copy, but the last issue of Wicked and Divine dropped today, September 4th. Five a day that will years. live in infamy. Yeah, a day that will live in infamy. It's been five years since this book started. It is going down as in my top five books of all time. This book has changed me. It's inspired me. It's... I mean, it, like I say, it's one of my top five comics. I've been reading comics. I've told Karen, Jamie McKelvey, and Matt Wilson this. I've been reading comics all my life. And so for to read a comic, you know, late in life when you're like, yo, this is one of the best I've ever read, you know, it's crazy because I've read so many comics. And Wicked and Divine stuffed the landing. The like When I finished it, I was like, wait. And then I was like, Oh, what a dick. Like, <laughs> it's like one of those endings like where you're like, oh, okay. And I think I get it. You know, like the very last pages have a meaning to them mm-hmm. that I feel like I got. But I can't wait to talk to them to see what other things are in there. But it's one of those. I, what really made me love it is because Wicked and Divine can get very dark. It can get very real. It mm-hmm. can get very, mm-hmm. it'll crush your heart. But at the same time, it has this feeling of hopefulness that I feel is missing from a lot of entertainment these days. Mm. And it ends on such a hopeful note, even though it's gone through all this heartbreak. Yeah. At the end of it, it's still such a hopeful note. And I just want to commend them. Karen Gillan, Jamie McKelvey, Matt Wilson, uh, Clayton Cowles, because he does the lettering and doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. There's another woman who's involved in design. But those are the core group of people who made this book over these last five years. Everyone else involved who jumped in and added to it. Everyone who's been reading it. Um, it's just one of my favorite books of all time. And I'm happy to say that now that it's finished, I can highly recommend it to anyone. Because one of those things where I was like, yo, I love this, I love this, as it's going through, but I'm not sure how it's going to end. And now that it's over, I'm like, yo, if you pick up Wicked and Divine. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those books. When I went to the when I went to Midtown Comics and was was thoroughly disappointed by not being able to get the next issues of of, of House or Power of X, I did go and buy the rest of the because I was missing like books seven and eight mm-hmm. for the trade. So yep. now I have one through eight. Yep. Uh, and what I decided to do was actually just start again from the beginning, just yes. to really be able to just power through the whole series, mm-hmm. and then so that I can read this the last end. Trade. Part yep. and <sighs> yeah. go through it again. I plan. I mean, I've read it. I don't know how many times now. I've read it the whole thing, but now that it's finished, I plan to do the same thing. I'm gonna start over at the beginning. Yeah. and read through the whole thing again. Right, and I also have like the side stories. Like, what was it? Ad. Yep. 
that I, I don't remember the numbers. Nineteen twenty-three A.D. Eighteen thirty, yeah. uh, I think, is yeah. the other one. Yeah, I have all that side story yeah. stuff there. Um, I know Ben Amin has this this these this series many different times over the single issues, the trades. He's probably yeah. gonna get the giant Bible book of it. Probably. probably, I have every single issue now, and we're forty-five. Is that called out. a compendium? Yeah, like, the what compendium. Is, I've yeah. got all the trades, and I had to stop myself from buying the hardcovers. <laughs> That's how bad it is. I had to stop myself. Which like, you just need a super duper version with every like 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 something that like Dumbledore would carry around. Just like the the whole whole completed series in one book. And then you need to grow like a mad long beard and just walk in the middle of Times Square and just say, "Behold, wicked and divine." <laughs> and just I, read each page. Just stand out there till you finish reading the whole thing. As if I don't do enough shilling for this book already. Like Jesus, boy, I've sold a lot of copies of that book and I'm happy to do it because it's yeah, excellent it's like and if you haven't heard our interview with Karen Gillen please go listen to it it's one of the favorites I've ever done I was even telling him I was reading the writer's notes for issue 44 because he does writer's notes for every issue on his tumblr where he just goes in and breaks it down page by page what he was thinking what he was talking about oh, okay. and I don't be on tumblr no more so I, yeah, I don't either but that's the one reason I still go there pretty oh. much and what was ill was in the latest in with the writer's notes for 44 the next to last issue he talked about what he talked about on our show when he was talking about it's going to be okay and his father passing away and I know on on the show was one of the first times he ever talked or, or said those specific things like yeah. his one of the last things his father told him yeah. was it's going to be okay and I had to tweet him because when I read that shit, I burst into tears again because mm. it was so tough for me to get through that interview that day. And then reading it was like, God damn. But that's also why I love this book, because it takes something like death and tells you it's going to be OK. And that was something that I needed, you know, going through what I've been going through this year. I mean, even over the last year with combat and my mother, it's been like mm-hmm. something that I had to really <laughs> learn about, you know, and I yeah. told him that. When my mom passed, that whole it's going to be okay took on a different meaning for me. And so this book is really personal to me. It's just been a lot for me, and I just want to thank them once again. And anyone out there, if you're reading it, if you got to this final issue, please hit me up at DJ Ben. I mean, hit us up at For All Nerds so we can talk about it because I I absolutely loved it. It's just, yeah, I'm so happy that it came together like that. Yeah, I saw a lot of tears on the timeline. Yeah, I've been, I'm I'm struggling. Shouts out to Ty the Robot. Cry. He, he cried too. Yeah. He, he just, it was just all tear emojis. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Shout out to my homie Caesar, who I rock on Xbox with pretty much all day and night. And he was, he's hitting me like, ah, shout out to David DTS um, at the smoking section. He over there. Ah! <laughs> like everybody is just like, yeah, this, they, they did it with that last one, you know. There was, there was a couple panels where I was just like, Oh, man. Y'all can't see me, but I'm grabbing at my heart right now. Gosh, I'm so, it's just so much. Like, y'all are fucking up my all of my emotions. Yeah. Between everything I'm reading. It's just a lot. But that's life. Yes, it is. And that is it for comics. I copped, like we said, House of X, Powers of X. Real quick, Immortal Hulk. Uh, I've talked about it a million times. If you're not reading it, you should be. It's so ill. If you love Hulk, if you love horror, if you love stuff like X-Files, Read this book. It is definitely in my top 10 of the year. Probably top five for that matter. And they're about to wrap up another arc with the next issue. So you can pick up the trades. Uh, This is issue 24, I think. Mm. So there will be, what, like four or five trades out at this point? 
you know what book I still can't get? And I know I could just go online, but yeah. no matter what store I walk into, it's the same situation. God hates astronauts. I cannot get trade one for no reason. Damn, for, I think I sent that for, to one of our listeners. Some, that's yeah. fine. But for whatever reason, no matter what store I walk into, they always have trade two. Yeah. And that's it. And I'm just like. And there's only two trades. And there's only two. Right. So I'm just like. <laughs> Can I? So I know, again, yes, go online, Tatiana. I yeah. understand that, but I want it in my hand now. Yeah. So, uh, God yeah, hates, I, I, I when I get like, it, I'll, I'll tell y'all about God Hates Astronauts. Yeah, it's that. that's just a wild book. It, it makes fucking no sense, but it is absolutely hilarious. Really? Like, it is no sense at all. I also did buy the Watchmen, like, I, I don't know if you want to call it a compendium. It's not like your, it's not like your, your Jesus book. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, tome. Your, your tome. My arcana. Uh, and also, it's, it's not hard cover. It's like, uh, was it plastic cover, soft yep. cover? Um, but it's supposed to be like the entire It's complete. only 12 issues of Watchmen. Okay, it. well, it's the yeah. entire complete. It's thick, though, so I don't know if there's some, there must be some extra stuff in there. There's, there's some, yeah. So this is entire complete series. It has like, it's like a close-up of the happy face with, with the blood yeah. running down the face. So um, definitely reading that because I want to be prepared for a lot of things, but I want to be prepared for the Watchmen series on HBO. <laughs> uh, really looking forward to that. Yep. After, after that trailer. After yes. that, that trailer though, that trailer, I was like, "Oh, Regina King, I'm in there." And you've never seen the movie, or you have I've seen, seen the movie? movie. I said, okay. I told you I didn't care for the movie. I've never, and I've Damn, seen I, it multiple times. I wonder so I how like, this book is going to hit you. Then that should be interesting because, I one, I'll say this: take your time with it. Really examine what they're doing, like with panels and words and okay. shit, because there's so much like magic happening in Watchmen. Like it's okay. real. It's the attention to detail is insane. Like, the stuff they do, that it, it can only be done in a comic. And there's just so much little stuff. And then, like, there all that bonus stuff you talk about. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, there's whole, like, newspaper articles from the Watchmen I did, time. I did see a clipping. There's, yeah. there's a, a novella that's in the book as well. Mm. There's a lot of stuff. And, you know, uh, you know, I was talking to Joe Illich, and he said he's had friends or a friend uh, who hit him up and was like, they read Watchmen, but then they didn't read all that bonus stuff. And if you don't, it's... I feel like things would be lost. That's the type of series where you got to really suck up everything. You have to. It, There's so much story gotta... in that bonus stuff that yeah. relates to the comic. Yeah. So if you don't read it, you won't get it. And it's like, I don't get that. And it's like what Jonathan Hitman's doing right now on House of X and Powers of X. Like, there's these graphs and these pages of text sometimes in the middle of the comic. And he's doing that because he wants people to slow down when they're reading comics. And he's like, people read through comics 10 minutes, and then they're done with it. But he's like, you got to slow down and read this stuff and really get what we're doing here. And he wants to break up the way people read comics. Mm -hmm. And Watchmen was doing the same thing. Like, Watchmen was written by, you know, uh, right, Alan, Alan Moore and drawn by uh, Gibbons. I'm messing up his name. But these two are masters of the art. And so they were trying to do the illest and push the form to its limits. So, you know, that's why it's something you really got to slowly read and appreciate. Dave Gibbons. Dave Gibbons, yep. Yeah, I would say read like an issue at a time. Yeah. You know, like don't don't try and shoot through a bit. Man, oh man, I remember when I first finished that shit, like by the right. 10th, 11th issue, it's so hard not to, because it, it turns into a Even though I didn't like the movie, I just think it's because I just came in there cold. I was like, what the hell is this? The movie is missing some, the movie is missing all that bonus material, and it's so tough to do that, because the bonus material is like a whole other story. Mm. Like, you know they made an animated movie alongside Watchmen? What? Yeah. 
because the animated movie which I probably would have liked better yeah because they, but it's completely it has nothing to do with the story just the, like HBO version ain't gonna be the same but the animated movie is it's part of the bonus material of the book and that animated movie tells this whole other story that at the end of Watchmen it all both of those things come together even though they're completely unrelated but it, oh. it comes together for this line that will fuck your head up like the line this one character said, when you hear him say it after you've read this whole other side story and you realize he's connected to that side story, and you're like... It can't be more fucked up than anything Mr. Manhattan says to other people. Like the stuff this man be saying to people. Yeah, I mean, he's straight up. You know, he, he gives it to you raw. Fat <laughs> 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 